All right. We're going to have some fun. We're going to kick off a brand new series um, called Tensions. Hey, come on, Tensions works. I'm excited about this. In fact, I've been looking forward to this series for quite a while. And the idea is that we're going to try to resolve a few tensions huh? and, and talk about a few questions that I know we've all had. You probably think and probably wondered at some point. And so tonight, uh, I'm going to address a, a one question, and then um, next week we've got revival, and then the week after that we're going to address another question. And every week um, for the next until, really until, man, you don't realize we've only got like six more 180 nights before Christmas? Who's excited about Christmas, y'all? Who, who likes Thanksgiving more than Christmas? Is anybody, anybody like, yes, you're my boy. I, I love Thanksgiving, y'all. We can't skip over Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is, is, is so much fun. Who, who had a blast yesterday? Come on, who had some fun with Halloween last night? Yeah, yeah, I know we had fun. Come on, you got, got lots of, lots and lots and lots of candy. So tonight we're going to be answering a question that I think it's really important as we talk about tensions because sometimes the you guys know that sometimes the Bible seems like it kind of contradicts itself a little bit. Have you ever have you ever thought that before? Like, man, it seems like it contradicts itself. And so, so those contradictions, we're just going to call them tensions tonight because sometimes tension is a good thing. Uh, tension is a good thing. So tonight I'm going to be answering a question is this right here. Is God in control or am I? Have you ever wondered that? Is God in control or am I? You see, sometimes... The answer to this question is both. Sometimes the answer is, is both. It's not either or. It's both. And I'm going to talk to you about this tonight. Um, and, in fact, I really, I'm really excited about this. In fact, i got so much stuff that i got to, like, like, not preach at all tonight. So go to Galatians 6, 7 through 8. Galatians 6. I love the scripture. You got your Bibles? You got your Bibles? Come on. We got our paper Bibles, our notebooks. Yes, come on, we believe note takers are world changers. We believe in taking notes around here. And so um, we're going to do this. We're going to take some notes. But Galatians 6, if you don't have a Bible, you don't have it on your, you know, you version on your phone, we've got it up on the screens for you, Galatians 6, 7 through 8. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Let me just, let me teach you about church here for just a second. Let me just stop off right quick. Let me just, let me just talk to y'all. If you talk back to me, I don't preach as long. You know what I'm saying? How many of y'all would like it if, like, if like you were like, yeah, in class, and they only taught for 30 minutes instead of 50? Yeah, come on, you all would be like, yeah, come on, somebody. If you talk back to me, I think you're getting it. I think you're great students, okay? So here's what I need you to do. When I say something good, what do you say? You can, you can say amen. You can say that's good. Come on, you can say shots fired. Come on, you can say walk that dog, preacher. You can say, <laughs> all right. I feel like I might have your attention now. I might have it. I might have it. Come on, just because it's cold outside doesn't mean it's cold in here. Come on, we're going to keep the spiritual temperature up. We came to receive something from Jesus tonight, and so we're going to get into the Word. We're going to get into the Word because we believe that this Word is life-changing. Uh, it's like, I, I just feel like, like, like I, gotta, I just got to talk about this for just a second because I, I know this one guy, he said this. He said, he said, even if I found out that Jesus was a fake, was a fraud. He said this, he said, I would still live by this word because it works. And, and so we look at this word as, as not just something, on, it's not a historical textbook, it's, a, it's an instruction manual for life. And so we look at it, and the closer we can get our life to match up with this, 
It's not just about being a nice person. No, this says right here, the more you do this, the more successful you'll be. Come on, the more successful in life you'll be if you do this. It doesn't just mean you'll be a nice person or have a nice little family, my nice little house. No, the Bible says that God wants you to be the best at everything you do. You're looking at me like, what? No, he wants you to be the top of everything. He wants you to be the best. Come on, I know my kids, man. I want my kids. I want my kids to be the best at baseball. And I work them too. I'll make sure that they are good. Come on, how much more our Heavenly Father? Come on, he sent Jesus, not just so you can make heaven, but so you can have heaven on earth. And when we walk in this word, when we take this word, man, I tell you what, God does something amazing in it. And that's why we that's why we sit here and teach this word to you every single week. I'm not up here just because I want to be up here. I believe that it changes your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it changes your life. It has the power to transform every bit of your being. Galatians 6. Did I, did I find that yet? Did you find it? Got it? What do I have? Verses 7 through 8. I love this. Can I read it like I hear it? Can I read it? Come on, sometimes, sometimes we read it. Um, but but I, 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 can I read this like, like my imagination hears? This is Paul. He wrote this by the authority of the Holy Spirit. And I can hear him. I can hear him. I can hear him. I can hear him. Do not be mocked. God will not be mocked. Woo. Do not be deceived. Let's try that again. See, I told you I read it in my own mind. Do not be deceived. God will not be mocked. Woo. I can hear Paul like a little bit like I'm emotional about this. I can hear him. I don't think he was just like, don't be deceived. You know, God isn't mocked. No, I don't believe that. I think Paul, he was writing this, but I think if he was preaching this, he would have a tone that was a little bit more firm. Whatever you sow, whatever you so you will reap. Watch this. That he will, what for whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to the flesh will the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will the spirit reap everlasting life. This is so good, y'all. This is so good. I want to talk to you about this for just a second because I'm trying to answer the question. Is God in control or am I in control? Which one is it? This is, this is everything. This is everything. I want to talk to you. If you write down the title of my message, it's just called Sowing Oats. Come on, somebody. Sowing Oats. Sowing Oats. Come on, you can leave the G off. Come on, it's be Sowing Oats. We're going to talk about this for just a second. But, but let, me, let me pray. Let me pray. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for uh, your goodness. Thank you for loving us. And thank you for your word. It's always perfect. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, they left me a root beer up here too. Come on, somebody. Um, uh, so when I'm talking about sowing oats, if you've ever been in church very long, how many y'all? How many y'all like church kids? Um, and you you've heard this, you've heard the phrase sowing and reaping. Anybody ever heard that phrase sowing and reaping? Two things you probably thought. I mean, when I say that, two things probably jump to your mind. The first one is this: either money. Come on, somebody talk about money. Or you thought about it in a negative context, like, well, they reap what they sowed. Right? Come on, like, karma? Yeah, got you. <laughs> Come on, like, that's, that's the two things that we usually think about. We usually think about sowing and reaping either in the context of money or we think about it in a negative connotation. But what if we could take the same principle and we could flip it 
to work for us. What if, what if sowing and reaping was never meant to be something that was negative, but was supposed to be something that was positive? Right, 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 right. Do I have a marker? Yeah, you gave me a marker. All right, I'm going to go to school here for a second. Are you ready? All right. This is the worst marker ever. Can you even read that? All right, all right. I have horrible handwriting, but kingdom of whatever. I'm just going to finish. Can you read that? What does that say? Kingdom of God. Kingdom of God. Hey, looky here. Hey, look at that. I like it. I got a red marker now. Come on, I feel like that's Jesus now. I like, you know, in the Bible when it's red letters, it's Jesus. I feel like we did that right. Kingdom of God. Have you ever thought about what this means? Um, the kingdom of God is is. Literally, when it talks about this, it's referring to, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, we're going to be Bible students here, okay? Kingdom of God is talking about the system of heaven, the system of God. Let me give you an example of this. How many of you guys know before um, the United States was established that this land has been here a long time? Or did this, let me ask you a question, did this, did this physical piece of dirt that we're on that we call the United States, was it here, did it like pop into existence in like, what was it, 1700s, you know? Did it pop into existence? Is that when it started? It did not pop into existence. The dirt was already here. So why was it not the United States? Right? Why was it the United States 500 years ago? Because there was no system, right? What differentiates us between every other country in the world? It's our system, right? Whether I'm not saying it's better. I'm just saying we have a system that's different than everybody else. Do you think that maybe, just maybe, 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 God has a system? Do you think that maybe God has a system to how his realm works? Do you think? Do you think maybe he does? So if we're talking about God's kingdom, because kingdom means the domain, right, of a king. So do you think that, that our king, our king Jesus, has a way that he operates his kingdom? I, I mean, let's just talk about this. So if there were, that would become a Law. Right? Am I right? All right, are you with me? All right, I, I know we're going to school here. That would become a, that's a law of the kingdom. Can you tell me any, any universal laws that govern our earth? Come on, what are some universal laws that govern the earth? Gravity. Okay, gravity. Aerodynamics. Come on, a few of those. Those are universal laws, right? It doesn't matter if you live in, come on, if you live in Mexico the United States or in Canada, if you jump off a three-story building, it doesn't matter if you're black, brown, or white. If you jump off a three-story building, it doesn't matter if you're skinny or larger. If you jump off a three-story building, okay? So we're, when we're talking about universal laws, what are we, we're talking about something that applies to everybody. And can I tell you right now that there is a law, and it's called the law of sowing and reaping, and that this law governs, I'm telling you, this law governs the entire kingdom of God. Yeah, it, 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 it's the law of the kingdom. It's sowing and reaping. 
So when we read earlier, if you sow to the flesh, if you sow to your selfish, self-centered part of you, you're going to reap, the Bible says that you're going to reap, uh, what does it say? Go to, go to throw that up, Galatians 6, 18, or 6, 8, whatever, throw it back up. You will reap corruption. But if you sow to the Spirit, you're going to reap everlasting life. You're going to reap everlasting life. Uh, um, you know, uh, back in just three weeks or so ago, I opened up my cabinet and, um, I, I, and my refrigerator, and I found out that I was out of corn. And that's a tragedy, y'all. Like, I thought I was out of corn. But I was like, hey, it's the middle of October. That means it's corn harvest season. So I went, I had this, I had this on the south side of my house, man, it's a perfect spot for corn. Um, gets sun all day. I mean, it's a perfect spot for corn. So I went out my, I went out my front, my front door, and I went around the side of the house to get some corn because you know it's corn, it's corn harvest season. And I was like, hey, I need to go get some, some of the corn that, that's there because it's corn harvest season. I need to go get it. It's, 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 it's at the perfect spot, and I need to be. So I went to the side of my house to get some corn, and, and there wasn't any corn there. I said, and, and so I was like, well, hold up, it's corn harvest season. It's October, right? So when are harvest supposed to harvest some corn? And so I was like, man. And so I looked at God. I said, God, you said you would, you would meet every single one of my needs. What's wrong with you? Right? And that's what I said. I said, God, where is my corn? You said you would meet every need of mine. What's wrong with you? What happened? What broke down here? What broke down, God? The system isn't working. I need corn. There's no corn. I'm hungry. Where's my corn, God? Y'all are laughing because I know, I, I made that whole story up, okay? You know that by now. You're smart. Because I'm not that dumb, okay? Why, listen, why was there no, no corn there? Even though God said he would meet every one of my needs. I was out of corn, and that's a need now. Why was there no corn there? It, it's very elementary, right? Why wasn't it there? didn't plant it. I know this is so elementary. You're like, bro, we already graduated third grade. This is supposed to be a high school. This isn't J high anymore, right? I know this is overly simple, but so many times we go to God and we say, God, where were you? Why didn't you come through for me? Why didn't you answer my prayer? And he's saying, bro, you never planted it. You're, you you got to be with me here for a second because we're blaming God. And he's sitting up there going, the same way it sounded ridiculous that I would go to my house on the side of my house and look for corn that I never planted. God is looking at us going, I gave you so many opportunities to plant. I gave you so many opportunities to sow seed. And now that you have a need, he's saying, if you would have planted it, it would show up in your future. And this is what I want to talk to you about because is God in control or am I? Listen, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? I got an umbrella here. All right. I know I'm not supposed to open up inside, right? Are you superstitious? I don't even know if this works. I didn't try it earlier. There we go. Oh, man. In Jesus' name. Okay. Is God in control or am I? 
I just realized this is the ugliest umbrella ever. I thought it was an American flag. I didn't know it was red and orcs energy. So you got to see the will of God like this umbrella. Okay? This is the will of God. Okay? Is God in control or am I? There are some big picture things that he is absolutely in control of. Some big picture things that he is in control of. He, he will do some things. Like Jesus will come back. Come on, he will, the Bible says he will, he will chain up Satan and he will put him under the earth in hell for a thousand years. And, and then eventually it will go away forever. There are some big picture things like, like even Jesus coming to the earth that this is not going to change no matter what we do. But what I do under the umbrella is up to me. What I do under the umbrella, so, so the, Jesus said this, he said, he said, if you, or Paul said, he said, if you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap of the flesh. But if you sow to the spirit, you'll reap of the spirit. What does that say? That says choice, right? So what I do under it is up to me. And so the result of my life is up to me. So, so even though God says, I have a big purpose and a big plan for your life, that doesn't mean it's going to happen. You know, we talk a lot about purpose. We talk a lot about purpose. If you've been around here at all, you have heard me preach that God has a purpose for your life. In fact, you probably heard me quote Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, that you are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus for good works. That's God's purpose for your life. But how many of y'all know that not everybody is doing that? You're not even with me right now. Not everybody is doing it. In fact, in fact, it's so clear. In fact, Deuteronomy 30 and 19 says this. Deuteronomy 30 and 19. I'm going to flip over in my Bible because I just like to. Come on. I, I like to turn in my Bible. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death. I set before you life, death, blessings, cursings. Now watch this. Therefore, I love this. God is like he's telling He's given a test, but he's given you the answer. How many of y'all love open book tests? I loved it. Come on, when a teacher said you can use your notes, I was like, glory to God, because y'all already, already know I didn't study. Watch this. Choose life that both you and your descendants may live. What's he saying? He says choose. Because God does not have puppets. God is not up there with the cosmic, he's not a cosmic puppet master saying you're going to go left and right and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. No, no, no. He's saying I will, I'm going to give you an opportunity. He says, I'm going to give you an opportunity to choose. This is the great thing about God. I love it. You get to choose whether you're going to follow God. You get to choose life or you get to choose death. And this is what I love about God is that, is, is that no matter what you do, He's going to give you choice. He's going to give you a choice all the time. You know, so we get this, this you guys ever heard this saying, I'm going to sow my wild oats? You ever heard that? Yeah, you heard that? Yeah. You never heard that? Dang, how old am I? Sowing, I'm going to go sow my wild oats. You never heard that saying ever? Dang. Man, glory to God. Anyway. I'm just realizing, like, over the last couple months that some of y'all could be my children. Like, it's crazy. I'm feeling old. Sowing my wild oats is just saying that, you know what, before I 
it's before I settle down, before I go get a job, before I get married, I got to go sow some wild oats. I got to go, go act crazy. I got to go do something crazy. So, so, so I, brought some, I brought some seed. My interns love it when I do stuff like this. <laughs> they already groaned. And so I brought some, I brought some, some, some seed here. And basically what this is saying, it says, you know what, I'm just going to kind of throw them around wherever I want them. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to kind of, <laughs> y'all look at me like, they're not going to bite you, all right? Come on, it's not like you're going to in- instantly become an oat, all right? So, so basically it's saying, man, I've got some wild oats. I've got some oats, and not just even wild. I've got some oats in my life. I've got some time. I've got some decisions to make. I've got some places to go, some things to do before, before I really give my life to Jesus. And, and what I want to show you is this right here, is that everything you do is a seed. Everything you're doing is a seed. Let me show you. Let me just give you an example. So, so you're in school. You're doing homework. That's a seed. Come on, you text somebody, that's a seed. Come on, you, you, you get mad at you ask somebody, that's a seed. Come on, everything, every decision you make, every second of the day, you're throwing a seed out there somewhere. Come on, you're, everything you're doing, you're throwing a seed out there. You're, you're casting seed down. And so what I want to tell you is this right here, is if you're going to sow seed anyway, you might as well make it work for you. You might as well make it work for you because God is, is in control of the law, but it's in, up to you if you ever work it. Come on, so everything you're doing, you're throwing seed. Come on, I'm throwing seed. When I go to church, I'm throwing a seed. Mm. When I read my Bible, I'm throwing a seed because here's what I found out. The Bible says it's seed time and harvest. Have you noticed that there isn't already a plant right here? There's some time. There's some time. I was sitting down with my interns on Monday, and I told them this. I said, the seed that you're sowing is not for now. It's for later. It's for later. Come on, it's for later, so I'm sowing seed right now. Come on, I'm stacking chairs. That's a seed. Come on, I'm praying for people. That's a seed. Come on, I'm working in the tech. I'm sowing seed. I'm part of the worship team. I'm sowing seed. Come on, I'm inviting somebody to church. I'm sowing seed. Come on, I'm cleaning up, so I'm sowing seed. I'm getting the vacuum after service, so I'm sowing seed. Every time you take a note, you're sowing a seed. And you get to decide whether I'm going to sow a seed to my flesh or if I'm going to sow it to the spirit do I want my result or God's result do I want what the devil wants for me or what Jesus says about me it's all about the seed my worship team can come because I'm done. It's all about the seed. I want, to get, I want you to see this young people it's about the seed. You're maybe 14 in here. It's about the seed 18, it's about the seed that you're sowing right now. Can I tell you something? You don't have time to sow wild oats. Because wild oats become a wild harvest. Come on, you've all seen that person that maybe got pregnant in high school. Sowed a seed. Reap the harvest. Sowed a seed. Reap the harvest. I was talking to Michelle. Before service, and, and she told me this story, and it, and it kind of bothered me because, um, because it's just, it just so fitting. Because how many of you guys know that, that preachers are human too? Because they're preachers don't mean like, like they don't have problems. That's why you need to pray for your pastors. <laughs> but there was this pastor 
I mean, he's phenomenal. He's a great pastor. But just this weekend, he texts one of our friends and he said, man, I'm stepping out of ministry. I got to get out because I've been addicted to pornography for the last 30 years. And now he's, him and his wife are split. He's getting out of ministry. He's losing everything. And I got to thinking about that while she was telling me that story. I got to thinking about it. I was like, you know what? This happened over 30 years. In fact, I was listening to, and I'm going to just talk about this for a second. I was listening to um, an interview, The Breakfast Club, on YouTube the other day. And uh, I was listening to it, and Carl Lentz was on. And they got to talk about pornography, and they were like, it was, it was, it was bizarre to me because I, maybe I just grew up in church or something. I don't know. Maybe I've been into church too long, but they were like, pornography isn't bad. And Carl Lentz was like, bro, it's bad. And they were like, no, 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 it's not, it's not bad. And I'm like, well, hold up. What I saw, I can tell you right now that this man that I was telling you, this pastor, is losing his family because of a seed. And it might have started just maybe, maybe a woman walked by him and he stared too long. Seed. I always say it's not the first look that's the problem, it's the second one. It's the... And maybe it was just something harmless. Maybe just he got to watching something on, maybe he got to scrolling Facebook too much. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe he got on Instagram. Whatever it was, it was a seed that caused him to lose his family. And I know, and the Bible says if you sow to your flesh, you're going to reap corruption. You know what that word actually means? Have you ever seen, it literally means to decompose, to decay. It means like metal that rusts. Um, um, have you ever... I have an old truck that I drive all the time that I love. Man, it's awesome. Like that truck. But one thing about when you have old trucks, you've got to watch for rust. Because I can fix any engine problem, but if it rusts, I can't fix it. Because it's, that metal has disintegrated, it has disappeared to where I can't fix it anymore. And this is what the Bible is talking about. If you sow seed to your selfish being, to the self-centered version of you, you're going to reap rust in your life. And at some point, it can get to where you can't recover. I don't know if this guy will, will get his family back, but it started 30 years ago. means he was probably about 18, 17, 16. And he never dealt with the seed that he was sowing, and now it reaped a harvest in his life. So I just want to just pray for you tonight. If every head bowed, every eye closed for just a second, I just want to ask you, Cone, we can dim the lights around here for just a second, because I want to create an intimate moment. Cone, you say, say, Pastor Cody, man, I've, I've not been sowing to the Spirit. And it's obvious in my life, because I've got anger problems, I've got fear Come on, I've got lust problems. I, I, can't, I and I, man, I just can't seem to get it together. But man, I want to start sowing. I want to start sowing to the spirit. I, I'm tired of sowing to, to my flesh, to the selfish part of me. But I'm tired of not getting God's results. I want God's results in my life. It's so simple. It's so simple. It's not a drastic thing. It's about an 
every day sowing the right seed, spending time with God, spending time in the Word, just daily you're sowing that seed. If you're in this place and you say, man, I, I want to start sowing seed to the Spirit. I want God's results in my life. On account of three, I just want you to throw your hand up and say, that's me. That's me. I want to make a bold statement. That's me. One, two, three. Come on. I want to see the hands. Come on. I love it. They're over here. Come on. They're over here. Amazing. That's amazing. Front, back, middle, sides. I love it. It's amazing. I love it. Come on. Stand up on your feet for just a second. Here's what we're going to do. I'm just going to take a couple more minutes, and I'm going to ask you to be bold because I believe, and really the Bible says that, the Bible says that faith without works is dead, meaning that the decision you made needs activated. It needs activated. And it's a step of faith that activates it. And so around here, what we like to do, we like to pray for you. We want to pray for you today. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a couple seconds. We're going to pray for you. On the count of three, I'm going to ask you to meet me up front. If you lifted your hand, I want you to come up here. And I want to pray for you. I 